Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Todd Tomasello with Safeguard Your Soul Radio. Thank you for tuning in. I want to encourage you and invite you to the website safeguardyoursoul.com. And from there, you'll see the YouTube channel with lots of good videos teaching the Word of God and helping encourage you, my friend, to get into the Word of God for yourself because your eyes are never going to be open to the revelation of Christ and to what walking with Him and vital union is all about until you personally get into the Word of God. The Word of God is not going to get in you and circumcise your heart and you're never going to be brought to a place where God has ordained you to be to walk fully in Christ's will and in his image. The scripture tells us in Colossians 2, 6, and 7, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So as you have received Christ, have you been born again, my friend? I suspect you have, because most of the people that listen to these radio broadcasts are born again Christians. That's the only kind of Christian there is. If you have questions about whether or not you're right with God, I want you to go to safeguardyoursoul.com and click on the Peace with God button, top left, Peace with God, and be reconciled to God, my friend. Be born again, repent, and lay down your life and begin to follow Christ. Now, for most of you who are listening, you already are, notice that Paul's instructions by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God is that we're to walk in Christ, we're to be rooted and built up in Christ, not just saved and waiting for Him to come. No, occupying till He comes, Jesus said, occupy till I come. I believe that's Luke 19, verse 10. I hope you have pencil and paper and that you are learning to be a very, very astute student of Holy Scripture. I just got off the phone from my call from Dallas, Brother Ron, just absolutely on fire for Christ. He took it upon himself as led by the Spirit to go on a sabbatical this weekend and uh, go to a cabin and to study the Word of God and to draw nigh unto God, which the Scripture commands, to draw nigh unto God, and He will draw nigh unto you. Now, I want to say something right now. There is somebody listening that is wanting God to move in their life, is wanting to be on fire for Christ, as some would put it. Someone is wanting to be full of the Holy Ghost and magnifying Christ 
and being used by God. And so I would say that going on a fast, breaking up your fallow ground, Isaiah 58, going on a fast, crying out to the Lord and drawing near to God so that he will draw near to you would consist of what we read in Hosea 10, 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he rain righteousness upon you. Hosea 10 verse 12. I want you to read and memorize and meditate on that truth, beloved, as the goad, as a nail that fastens and nails the truth of God's word from Genesis to Revelation as far as his will is for your life. Hosea 10 verse 12. Make it a life verse. Meditate upon it. Live it. And you will not be able to hold it back from sharing with others. So those that are saved are exhorted and instructed here to walk in Christ, to abide as Jesus put to abide, to enjoy and experience rich, vital fellowship with Christ, life-giving fellowship, whereby good fruit will be produced. John, I want you to write this down and study John chapter 15, especially verses 1 through 16. And Jesus is speaking of our abiding relationship with him and how there will be good fruit produced as we abide, as we are connected to the vine. He says, he's the vine, we are the branches. And if any man abide in me, he will bring forth good fruit. In fact, as you can underline and find it in those verses, fruit, more fruit, and much fruit will be produced in that order, actually. And so there should be an increasing amount of good fruit that's being produced in your life if you're abiding truly in Christ. If you're abiding in Christ, it can only be that your heart is engaged with him, you're seeking his holy face, and you are doing things on his terms, as his word clearly spells out. Notice verse 8, Paul warns, as he did repeatedly, beware, lest any, any man, that includes yourself, spoil or ruin you, bring you to ruin through philosophy, something other than scripture, human reasoning, etc., psychology, and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments or the thinking of the world, and not after Christ. Now, how is it that you're going to understand that you've been led astray by false philosophies, vain deceit, traditions, or the thinking of this world, if you don't know the Word of God for yourself? Well, you're just not. You're never going to find out. And as I see those around me who get in the Word of God, they're absolutely on fire. They don't need someone else to tell them what's right wrong because they're getting it straight from the Lord out of his word and finding out that many of the things that they were taught are being revealed to them through the word of God as being false. You see, you've got to make a decision as to what is going to be the final standard, the final authority of your life for all matters of faith, of doctrine, of the experience of the Christian life. Notice Paul speaking to Timothy says, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture. See, Timothy was groomed in the Scripture, says all children of godly parents are being groomed. And I would stop to say, if you're not teaching your children the Word of God, God is calling you to repent now. You have thrown your children to the wind. They spend more time watching TV and being engulfed by satanic influences in this world than they are being groomed and taught and trained up 
in the ways of God through the Word of God. And by the way, never mind the, the fairy tale versions of the new versions. Get them in the King James Bible, the pure Word of God. I did that with my son. Guess what? He got saved at four and a half years old. He understood by the Spirit of God and his own faculties that God gave him the Word of God through the preserved Word of God, the King James Bible, all the others the counterfeit. If you want to find out more about that, go to safecardyoursoul.com and go to the category called Bible Versions Issue, and your eyes will be greatly enlightened and opened, and I believe your jaw will be on the ground when you see the butcherment of the new versions. There's nothing to argue about. If you see the butcherment of these versions and putting them side by side with the real Bible, the King James Bible, you're going to be astounded. And if you have any fear of God, you're going to get rid of and probably burn those filthy corruptions. So Paul says to Timothy, in that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise. See, that's what makes us wise in this life, in our hearts and minds, is the Holy Scriptures. Anybody who's not ingesting the Holy Word of God is not wise. The wisdom of God is the Word of God, and the Word of God is the wisdom of God. It's the very thoughts of his heart, quote-unquote. Psalm chapter 33, verse 11. So he says, And from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, as Paul calls them here, give wisdom and salvation, and they increase and give us the faith we need and The object of that faith is in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, as the Scripture clearly relates and conveys. Verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for four things. Number one, in this order, doctrine, reproof, or proving and reproving the doctrines of God. Do you know the doctrines of the Lord? Do you know the six principal doctrines of Christ, Hebrews 6, 1 through 3? Are you learning them by a thorough, astute, diligent study daily of God's Word? That's what I'd ask you, my friend. The Scriptures were given for four reasons, for doctrine, so that you learn the proper doctrines of the Lord, and you understand who He is and what His expectation of you in this life is. Doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. As I mentioned just a moment ago, when we study the Bible, beloved, we are corrected. The wrong notions we had about God, regardless of where we got them, whether we got them from our own sinful inner man, our own iniquitous hearts that are corrupted and depraved and desperately wicked, Jeremiah 17, 9, or whether we were taught in Sunday school or in the Baptist church or wherever you went to church growing up, for me, the Catholic church, there are things that need to be corrected and they're not going to be corrected until you get into the Word of God for yourself. Notice that as we were reading in Colossians chapter 2, every one of us who are born again believers is to walk in the Lord, to be rooted and built up in Him, to be established in the faith, and to be taught, abounding with thanksgiving for Christ's salvation, and to beware so that no man will spoil us through false philosophies and false doctrines. One of those doctrines is widely believed by many, and we address it often in ministry. We've got a book called Lie of the Ages that thoroughly explores through Scripture and 
teaches the truth, the doctrine of Christ, for the matter of a conditional, not an unconditional salvation. We have condition initially, that's to be repentant, to repent and to put our faith in Christ, to receive Christ. It's an absolutely essential. Acts 20.21 sums it up by saying we have repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus says that except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And that involves the exercise of the free moral agency or the free will of man to be convicted as the Holy Spirit does the work in us and to respond in repentance and faith. And that requirement is an essential to the end of our lives. Now, so many today who lead, or should I say mislead, in fact, probably the vast majority have been taught and never got in the word with an honest heart themselves throughout their lives. And so weren't corrected. Remember, correct doctrine and correction comes from the scriptures. And so they are regurgitating and teaching an unconditional eternal security, which is not what Christ or his apostles at all taught. In fact, those that does not stand the test of scripture whatsoever. There are literally dozens upon dozens of scripture that contradict this myth of an unconditional eternal security. In other words, they call it once saved, always saved. They call it eternal security, or the Calvinist calls it perseverance of the saints. The perseverance of the saints, which is the last letter in the acrostic tulip and is paramount to once saved, always saved, which is the lie from hell. It teaches that no matter what, the person that is actually born again will endure to the end, will persevere to the end. Or they say that he was never born again. But this does not stay in the scriptures, even for the novice who is honest with the scripture. He knows that the Bible teaches you can fall away. You can make shipwreck of your faith. You can be cut off. Romans chapter 11, verse 20 through 22. You can be cut off and cast into the fire if you don't remain in Christ after being with him. John chapter 15, verse 6, etc. Listen, beloved, the scripture teaches us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20. One, prove or test, discern all things, hold fast that which is good. In other words, sound doctrine. But you have to put to the test everything you've ever been taught against the holy standard and the final authority of Holy Scripture. My friend, I believe what the Holy Spirit is seeking to do in our little time together here, because we're about wrapping up here in just a minute, is to quicken your heart through a very imperfect vessel, that being myself, but by the work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to teach you to prove or test all things and the whole fast only that which is good and that which is in the Word of God. You know, when the Lord saved me, I'd been taught all kinds of foolishness about the Lord through the Roman Catholic cult. And in my heart was the great desire, the deep desire to learn what God says for myself. So I literally cleared the table of everything, everything I'd ever been taught. And I said, Lord, I want you to rewrite the constitution of my heart. Because folks, if you're human and you listen to me, we've all been taught something. We've 
we've all chosen to believe certain things. We've all been subjected under professors, teachers, you know, in school and college and universities, and namely in religion. But is that the Word of God? Well, I can tell you this. You're never going to find out that if what you believe is actually the biblical kingdom of God perspective until you personally obey the Lord and obey His conviction on your heart, which I believe He is doing in some right now as you listen, to study, to show your own self approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, I encourage you to take out an index card and handwrite, laboriously handwrite with the scripture reference this verse. In fact, I'll give you two. Second Timothy 2.15, I want you to write that out. King James Bible, much easier to memorize because it's not in the common man's language. It's in the highest form of the English language, which is reserved for God's Word because God's Word is not common. In fact, God rebukes those false prophets who reduced His Word and Him to that which is common. And that's what we see going on today. And that's why you see so many false leaders who use the new versions. That tells you something about those people. They're, as Isaiah said, they're blind leaders. Isaiah 56, 8 through 12. So I want you to take out an index card or anything, if you don't have an index card, that can be preserved. That's why index cards are good because they're thick cardstock. They can be carried in your purse or your wallet. They can be put taped up on your mirror so that you read and study and memorize them and meditate upon them every day as you go to brush your teeth and the shave or whatever you do in the mirror. Hopefully you brush your teeth every day. That would be nice to the people around you. Just a joke. So 2 Timothy 2.15 and 3.16. 3.16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly or truly furnished unto every good work. So 2 Timothy 2.15 and 2 Timothy 3.16. 16 and 17. Now notice, going back to our discernment scriptures, 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit. That's a divine command. Don't believe every spirit. Notice, individuals are either under the influence of demon spirits, devils, or they're under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And the way you're going to discern is whether or not they're speaking according, directly according to the Word of God. And by the way, the best way to communicate the things of God is to simply let Him speak for Himself by memorizing scripture and simply quoting them in the love and in the wisdom of God. Now, let me stop and say this at that juncture. A lot of people get upset when the truth is stated. And that's interesting. Now, I do understand that sometimes we or some people do state the truth without wisdom and in a, in a self-righteous manner. And that's absolutely wrong. Yes. Stating the truth in and of itself is in no way evil. In fact, it's a divine mandate. Not only is stating the truth, speaking the truth in love, Ephesians 4.15, a divine mandate, but it's also essential in earnestly contending for the faith once delivered to the saints. But notice, simply stating the truth is not evil. In fact, it's very important. It's a divine command. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness. He displays the righteousness of God. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 17. 
Now, some people get convicted and they don't want to be corrected or become repentant. And so they're going to itself being spoken. But Jesus said, he that is of God, hears God's words. You see, anyone who doesn't hear God's words and isn't corrected by them and established therein in sound doctrine and instructed by them, 2 Timothy 3, 16, is not of God. Jesus made it clear. There in John 8, 47, who is of God and who's not of God, he said, he that is of God hears God's word. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I've been learning every day of my life, especially for the last several decades after the Lord saved me. And if I hear the word of God, proper context and through an array of scriptures, and I refuse to turn from what I believed previously and be corrected by the Word of God. Folks, I'm not of God. Neither are you. If the Word of God can't correct you, you're just like the hellbound Pharisees, the false leaders that Jesus rebuked when he said, knowing full well, you set aside the Word of God, the commandment of God, so that you keep your own tradition. Mark 7, 6-9. And that's what a lot of people do when it comes to this unconditional, eternal security, heresy, they don't want to be corrected. Why? Because they don't want to die to self. They don't want to lay down their lives in this fleeting, sinful world. They want the false comfort that's leading them to hell that tells them that it's okay to live in sin and that you're still eternally secure because you, at one point in your past, truly born again. Not true. Jesus gave four types of soil, four types of heart. The Word of God falls on. The Word of God's perfect. It's incorruptible. It's the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, whereby we're born again. First Peter 2, 3. The second type of that soil gets saved and then falls away. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, invented the term fall away. Therefore, it has to be possible. And anybody who denies that someone can fall away has denied the Son of God by their belief that is against what he stated in his word. See, some people just want to, they just want Jesus to save them from hell. They just really don't want to get to know him. And they don't want to listen to everything he says, because then that might infringe upon their quote-unquote supposed right to live any way they wish in this fleeting world. That, my friends, is the counterfeit. They've even never been saved or they have fallen away, which is the case, I would say, for a lot of people. That's the second of the four types of soil. Jesus said only the fourth one will reap fruit unto eternal life. And that would be Luke 8, 11 through 15. Those who ought to have a good and honest heart, hear the word of God and bring forth fruit with patience. They endure to the end, obedient and humbly submitted to Christ. It's one thing to think that you're saved. It's another thing to be humbly submitted under the mighty hand of God, which means you rebuke yourself. You repent when you see something in your life, any belief or any way of living that you have that does not line up with the Word of God. Now, let's see if your life lines up with the Word of God here as we close. Let's see if what you're teaching others, whether you're teaching one here or there or not on Facebook, or you're standing behind a pulpit every Sunday morning, or you're writing a blog or books, 
one way or the other. If you're teaching anyone, anything other than Scripture, you're absolutely a false teacher. You're teaching a false gospel, you're accursed, and you're denying the Lord that bought you. I must ask, as we finish here, in the last few, three minutes, what's behind this commonly held belief of once saved, always saved, or eternal security, unconditional? What's behind it? Scripture's not behind it. Any thorough reader, and it's honest with the Scriptures, is going to see that that's absolutely the lie of Satan that started in the garden. That's why we named the 730-page blockbuster called Lie of the Ages. I highly recommend that book. You will be so much furthered in your knowledge of the Word of God across the board by the scriptures in that book. It will blow you away. It's available on safeguardyoursoul.com and Amazon, Lie of the Ages and PDF. So what's behind this Lie of the Ages? What's behind this you shall not surely die lie, this unconditional eternal security? goes by many names. It's the same concept. It's the same doctrine that Jesus said he hated, the Nicolaitan. So you can live in sin and you still secure. Revelation 2.15, Jesus hated this doctrine. He hates it today. He's unchanging. Does it stand this test of Scripture? Yes or no? Where does this notion originate? Well, we already covered that. In the Garden of Eden with Satan, anyone who's teaching it is under the influence of Satan. Make no mistake. It's the lie that began in the Garden that you will not be held accountable if you live in sin. Lie. How many sins did it take for Adam and Eve to be moved out of God's presence? Just one. You don't like it, argue with God. Is this the sense that you're putting for? You know, you get people all day long that argue that you have there's no condition. Once you're saved, well, Paul says, having, this is scripture, quote, 2 Corinthians 7, 1, as we finish here. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves of all filthiness, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's what Paul taught. We're to be perfecting holiness. This lie of lasciviousness is taught by ungodly men, quote unquote, who are turning the grace of God into lasciviousness or a license for sin through their false teaching. They have denied Christ. Uh, we're to earnestly contend against them. Jude verse three and four. John the apostle said, he that saith I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Is this the sense that you are putting forth, the biblical sense? Peter, the another apostle, writes, Be holy, for I am holy. He's quoting from the Old Testament. You are to be holy as Christ is holy. Is that what sense you're putting forth? Are you putting forth the scriptural revelation of what a Christian is required to do and how he's required to live, or some other philosophy whereby you are spoiling or ruining the souls of those who were once saved by Christ? Paul taught in Romans 11, 20 through 22, that you can be cut off and you will be if you don't continue in the goodness of God and you don't fear him. I could go on and on with scripture. Acts 14, 22. Paul is teaching the churches that they must continue in the faith. Also, 2 Corinthians 5, 11, Paul taught, knowing therefore the terror, the judgment of God, we persuade men. Are you persuading men to perfect holiness in the fear of God, to be holy as he is holy? As Peter taught in 2 Peter 3, 10 through 14, to hasten to the Lord in holiness in light of his soon return. And I'll try to finish, and I will finish with that. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away. And he says in verse 
verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved in elements. Verse 14, wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot. Listen, friend, Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and you're prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site. And you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.